Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is another edition of a segment that we call Rich Answers on the podcast, where past podcast guests will provide me three to five questions to answer to the, the best of my abilities. And today we are actually recording this on, uh, on the rooftop of the building I live in. Uh, the f- weather is finally turned here in Chicago, we hope. And so it's just glorious to be out here. And I thought, hey, let's, uh, let's record up here. Today's questions. Today's questions are like, are, are pretty deep. And they are brought to us or asked to us by Wyclef Jenga, who is a software developer in Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, these are some great questions in particular about Chicago, some very fair questions. So number one, let's get into it. Number one, Wyclef asks, there's a little bit of a glare here. So much sun, we haven't seen the sun in like two weeks. (laughs) What is the general vibe, most popular sport, and most common car brand in Chicago? Okay, so let's digest this. We've got three questions in one question. The general vibe in Chicago, what I, what I like to describe it to people as is a combination of New York hustle and L.A. chill. So everybody here in Chicago, they're, I mean, and the values of Chicago are work ethic and kindness. So we get a reputation of being a very friendly city um, and just like grinders. The people that live in Chicago, they're grinding, they're hustling, they're just working super hard. And a lot of that, so that's kind of the New York hustle and bustle aspect of it. But um, people here, I would say there's just like a a coolness. Like we know we're cool, so we don't have to say that we're cool. Whereas it seems like LA and New York, they're always trying to like show you how cool they are. Here in Chicago, we just like, we just do our thing. You know, we hustle and and grind and that's the vibe. And in the summer, we kind of let loose a bit. So you're seeing this now. I mean, I'm I'm in a fantastic, fantastic mood here. Uh, It's a beautiful day. It's been beautiful. People grind throughout the year. And then the summer is kind of when we let loose and people are just going out all the time, just trying to be outside as much as possible. Uh, we have the lake. The lake is literally right here. Uh, it's relaxing. It's cool. So you you, you want to have, you know, I'm very grateful that I have a rooftop like this. Uh, a number of other friends have rooftop. Like rooftops are uh, a hot commodity in Chicago. That's the general vibe. The most popular sport. So there are, so we have the Bears. I'd say popularity in this order, Bears, Bulls, Cubs, Sox, Blackhawks. Maybe there's a lot of there's a lot of history here with sports. The Midwest here in America is very uh, dedicated and passionate about sports, sports culture. And in the United States, football, football, American football is the most popular sport to watch and to uh to play and enjoy so the bears people are all about the bears the fire uh you mentioned most popular sport um 
the fire are now playing at Soldier Field, which is a soccer team or football known otherwise in the world. You can see soccer on the rise in the United States, but still here in Chicago, the Jordan years of the Bulls in the 90s have really established the Bulls as such like a household brand, both in the city and internationally. Uh, so people love the Bulls. The Cubs are so historic. You go to a game at Wrigley Field and it's just like on a great day like this. Oh man, it's it's just so fantastic, so relaxing. Um, there's something to be said about like a, a slower sport. Baseball here in America, it's it's much more of like a social sport. You just like going to the game. You get some beers and uh, some hot dogs with uh, with friends or Polish sausage on the south side for the White Sox games. I've been going to White Sox games a little bit more. I would say. The Chicago Cubs baseball team is more of the national brand of Chicago baseball. And the local brand is the White Sox. And uh, I live off the red line here. You take it down to the south side. It's such a great, it's a great experience. Baseball this summer is fantastic. Um, hockey, I don't get much into hockey. I'm not necessarily a hockey guy, but being such a large population in the United States, uh, there's a big Blackhawks following and I was certainly here and I'm not afraid to say that I jumped on the bandwagon during the playoffs in, in 2010, 2013, 15. Uh, yeah. Anytime, like I'm a Wisconsin sports fan. Uh, so the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, the Brewers, the Green Bay Packers. But, um, you know, I, I've lived in Chicago for almost 15 years maybe more around there and um, it's a good thing for the city you live in to be good at sports or be competitive and have championship caliber teams and you know just like seeing the energy here when there's usually at least one team that's really good the Bulls were pretty good this year but uh, not really championship caliber the White Sox are really good it's very rare that there's more than one or two teams that are good at the same time uh bears are bad blackhawks are bad cubs are bad fire i'm not sure that's another thing i have to pay more attention to uh so those are the sports and kind of the hierarchy uh here in chicago uh car brands i know wyclef uh he's a big car guy so i've been i've been sending you a couple photos uh Really since I saw this question, you send me these questions like maybe like a month, month and a half ago, uh, two months ago. I've now been like looking at cars a lot more. Something I notice is that like all the cars look the same. Like every SUV looks like <laughs> every other SUV. Um, but we have, as far as car brands, uh, Chicago, Chicago has it all. You know, from uh, something you don't really see are like mopeds a lot. You'll get people on like dirt bikes that will like go by. But um, as far as car brands, I mean, your your Chevy, Toyota, Dodge. Um, I know you're into sports cars, so I've been taking some photos. I got to send you some photos of these. Uh, 
Teslas. Teslas are, are getting a lot more popular. I noticed them. You know, you got your Challengers, your Mustangs, your uh, Camaros, Corvettes, Maseratis, uh, Porsches, Mercedes, BMW. They're they're all here. Um, Lexus. I don't see as many Lexuses these days. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I gotta send you some photos. I was thinking of you too when I was in Miami, in South Beach. There's like all these fancy cars. Uh, but I think people there in that particular area were renting them. So you rent it for like three hours. You just cruise the strip, uh, take photos with it. So then you can say, you can show all your buddies like, hey, look at me in this Lamborghini type of thing. Uh, Miami, I didn't see as many Teslas. I don't know the particular reason. I see a lot more Teslas here in Chicago. That struck out, stuck out to me. Um, but every car brand here, and you know, you got your beaters and junkers. I mean, I got a, a 2005 Chevy Malibu. <laughs> That's like the potholes. I tell you what about the potholes. The weather in Chicago is, uh, man, it, it can get harsh as far and the weather, and you know, the science. You know, the science of say a crack in the cement and then water gets in and it freezes and then it expands and so you have all these potholes in the city which I think kind of uh, encapsulates just the, the, the character and people of the city uh, I have to get my suspension fixed like almost every year on my car going over so many like potholes and and you, you they try to fill the potholes, but they overfill it. So then there's just bumps all the time. Uh, I'm thinking about getting rid of my car because there's so many public transportation options in the city that it's really not necessary to have a car. Um, it's nice though. It is, it is nice. Um, so that is question one. Uh, question two, Wyclef asks, and uh, Wyclef lives in Nairobi, Kenya. Is your country restricted from using any popular website or any mobile app? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty open. Um, honestly, I, I really haven't big thing here in America is the First Amendment freedom of speech and, and freedom to like you know uh, do what you may within the laws I honestly can't remember like a, a story or anything where the government is restricting uh, access to apps or websites so uh, what is it I'm curious what it's like for you. To ask me this question, I feel like you might have some restrictions. So uh, I'd be curious about that. All right, number three. Are there black people in your community and how do you guys handle racism? So I live in the neighborhood of Uptown and uh, it's on the north side and Uptown is very historic 
Um, there's so much history. A lot of these buildings are really old, as I'm, I'm sure you can kind of tell. I love Uptown. This neighborhood is... Uh, I really enjoy it. It's probably one of the most diverse neighborhoods in the city. Probably next to uh, Albany Park, I think, gets a rap too for being really diverse. So the street that I live on, Argyle here, uh, it's called like Asia on Argyle, or nicknamed that. So in the 70s and 80s, refugees from Vietnam came to Chicago and they established this area so there's all uh, Vietnamese restaurants, uh, Asian restaurants, Thai, Chinese. There's this Chinese bakery that I love. Um, but going back earlier, in the 1920s in America, uh, black people from the South migrated to the North uh, in pursuit of industrial jobs. And so Chicago and other areas in the Midwest, cities, cities in the Midwest, um, saw an increased population of, of uh, African-Americans, black people. And, you know, during this time, like slavery, to, okay, to answer your question, yes, there are black people in my community but there, there are numerous like types of black people. You know what I mean? Like we have every social class of black people in every social class, you know, low class, working class, low middle class, middle class, upper class. We have African immigrants. We have black people who are immigrants from Africa. Uh, I've noticed that within the last few years, an increase of African immigrants to, to Chicago in particular, and I love that about Chicago. That's one of my I, favorite things about the city is how embracing it is of immigrants. But when I say African immigrants, I see the most from uh, West Africa. So like Nigeria, Nigeria in particular, and uh, East Africa, and in particular Ethiopia. So there are Nigerian restaurants, Ethiopian restaurants, um, and, you know, just walking down the street. So you notice, like, I imagine West Africans are more Christian in faith, and East Africans are uh, more Muslim. So I see a number of hijabs in the neighborhood just walking around, and... Uh, just like awesome people, so delightful, so kind and nice. And um, so black people, yeah, like there's, there's all types of people in this neighborhood. In particular, I would say uh, Asian, white, black, not as many uh, Latinos. Indian, you see, uh, those, are, those are kind of the main ones, I would say. Um, Yeah, there's black people in, in our community. As far as racism goes, uh, the city, I don't know what kinds of images that you're seeing of 
uh, treatment of black people in the United States. There isn't that overt racism like you would see in the 20th century. Slavery in America ended, what, a little more than 150 years ago? And if you look, you know, as someone who, like, studies history and, and, like, that's not a short, that's not a long period of time. You know, if you're looking at history, 150 years is just, like, a small part. And so, and then after slavery, you have the Jim Crow laws that um, put other limitations and, uh, You know, we're not in the best interest of black people in America, but just that something that's only been around or has been this way for a little over 150 years, there's still generational impacts from that. And while today in 2022, when we're recording this, uh, there's not that overt kind of racism uh, that you would see, you know, within the last uh, 100 years or even like in the 60s, like even in, in like my, my own lifetime, I just never see, you don't see that overt racism of just like brutality. The racism and and this is also... As generations, you just try to get better and better. And what I, I love about America is that as people, we do have the ability to like change things. And compared to really most countries in the world, we have the ability to like, if you feel something or if you have an idea, you can pursue it and there are steps to take and means to uh, empower yourself and others to create that change and um, while the overt racism doesn't really exist or I shouldn't say it doesn't exist but like it's not something you see in the city there's more of like institutionalized Racism or like redlining in Chicago from years past of like housing and there's just like these smaller things. Um, so as far as like how we handle racism within the community, um, well, there's also been like Asian hate crimes. So then uh, the community's been very vocal about that and supporting. Uh, the Asian community. It's like each of us individuals uh, trying more and more to educate ourselves in ways that we can create uh, a less racist uh, society. And that comes with time, you know. Uh, sure, you can change laws overnight, but you, you have to address a mentality that's you know been ingrained throughout generations but um 
like I said, I don't know what kinds of images you're seeing. Um, the neighborhood I live in is really diverse and uh, feels very supportive of everybody. Uh, I was talking a little bit about the history earlier. So you had during Prohibition, Al Capone's got a spot. It's still open today. It's like a jazz club called the Green Mill, the Green Mill Lounge, pretty famous. Uh, in the 1930s or 40s, poor white people from the South, they moved up and they settled in this neighborhood. Um, right now we have uh, just like such a mix of different types of people. People, uh, very low income, people on the streets panhandling, like uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, so that's kind of our neighborhood or community in a roundabout way. Um, so yes, we have black people in our community and uh, black people of all different types. And uh, it's pretty cool. What is, what is one thing that bothers you about Chicago? I mean, we talked, we talked, the last one, I mean, uh, we're always getting better, right? We can always get better and take steps to get better. The thing that bothers me recently in Chicago is, uh, you know, I, I ride public transportation a lot. I live uh, by the red line. And I take the red line a lot. And uh, it seems like over the last, I would say, eight months or so, there's just been like an increase of poor behavior like smoking in train cars, uh, just like littering all over the place, just like blasting loud music, uh, just like a, a disrespect for the community in the trains and at times it feels unsafe. And that, I don't think that was really, I never felt this way or, or uh, it wasn't as noticeable until recently, I think the reason behind this is like when COVID happened, all the like CTA, like it was empty. So you could basically do whatever you wanted on the CTA trains. But now that restrictions have been lifted, people feel more comfortable going out. The numbers are down on the uh, virus. People are using public transportation again, but it hasn't reverted back yet to, and it's not enforced yet either. Like, um, so there are, are numerous times that, you know, I get on a train and then there's an individual and often, you know, we, we can talk about mental illness too, but just individuals doing things you shouldn't be doing on the train. And uh, then I'll just like, it's not worth my time and energy to confront it it just isn't it's not worth it so i just at the next stop i just get in the next train car yesterday this happened where like uh there was that so i go into another train car and that smells even worse of like uh like someone just smoking whether it's uh weed or, or cigarettes and it's just like you know 
you can tell everybody is is more uncomfortable in the train cars and we had someone on the podcast uh earlier uh rafael alders uh when he visited chicago he noted that he felt unsafe on the train and um i think we could do more as a city to make sure that our trains being a public space are uh you know, a place where, where people feel safe um, and just not, like you don't have to, uh, breathe in, I don't know, it's just I've noticed a dip in uh, care in the, the CTA train cars. And that's, that's kind of what bothers me because I think that's something that can be uh, corrected. Um, yeah. So that's, that's something that bothers me recently. Um, the sun is so hot in Chicago that I, I, my iPad uh, needs to cool down, it says. Uh, but the, I think your last question was, um, what's something, it's a topic, a trending topic in Chicago and my views on it. Um, some things that are happening in the city. Everybody's always talking about sports. Uh, there's a new casino, the first casino that's going to go into Chicago. Um, there is, uh... Uh, like a Roe v. Wade. Something going on with that. I'm not as educated on it. Uh, I don't necessarily follow all the news. Um, And I don't really have many opinions on things. I have more questions than opinions. Um, Many, many more questions about things. I do notice people are less tense since... uh, the 2020 election. I think when Trump was in office, uh, a lot of topics or you hear around um, people frustrated or or, uh, people having opinions about things. Do those issues go away when, say, your political party is now in office? Like, do all issues go away? Um, Of the most consistent thing, or an issue that's always happening, not just in Chicago, but other American cities is gentrification. And, uh, so that's like developing neighborhoods to, uh, developing how would I describe it? Gentrification is the process of uh, like taking lower income neighborhoods and then making them, developing into neighborhoods that are or higher income or bring in more revenue or uh, newness or... Um, so with gentrification, now I don't know how it all works in Chicago, but... Uh, 
you don't want to displace people that have been living in a particular spot for an ex- a, a very long time. At the same time, too, you always need to be like developing. And as a city, there's no... It's not static. It's it's kind of like an ecosystem where it's always changing, always adapting, always uh, you know it's always going through those processes. The people I hear uh, complain about gentrification the most are the people that actually move into the gentrified areas. I'm also very uh, pro-housing. Like Chicago, if you notice, uh, something Chicago does is always building new housing. I've had friends that just moved to New York and people can't find housing. So they're paying astronomical prices and uh, it limits the type of people that you can have living in your city. So then it becomes what is considered like a boutique city where only rich people can afford to live in places. Now, if you build more housing, then that means other housing becomes cheaper, right? So the building I'm in right now was built in the like 60s or 70s. Uh, the one next to us, probably the 50s or 40s. The one beyond that is probably like 60s or something like that. But like, I wouldn't be able to probably I wouldn't be able to afford a place living like this if new housing wasn't being built. So it lowers the cost and uh, allows more opportunity for housing for other people. Um, This is like a long story, but I lived homeless in Chicago voluntarily for four months uh, back in 2011 to better understand the subject and who it affects. I've learned a lot from that experience. I actually, um, well, it's a whole other story and video, but something I noticed is uh, about the people within the community is that there was never a, uh, there was never like a hate for the city of Chicago. There was never like a, this feeling of there's this love love for the city and while one might not be physically housed or not or not have housing at the time they were still home because it was Chicago Chicago is home and it didn't necessarily matter as much where one lived and that's something I've always thought about is like, what does home mean? And a city itself can be a home. And it's, it's like almost like a, in one's mind, that's what is defined by. So I'm sure those were uh, some long-winded answers. There's still so much more to be said with, I mean, you asked some pretty deep questions here and uh, I appreciate you for providing those. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm curious. I guess I need these photos of these cars. Uh, yeah, we'll talk soon.